Alan Bingo Goes Online Article by Elizabeth Lee Eyes down, legs eleven And so the ever popular game of bingo has endured even the most persistent of pandemics They've been playing the game for years in Ballon thanks to a local committee who had a lovely setup in the local community hall not even the onset of COVID-19 could stop the numbers game, as John Donoghue and the bingo committee came up with the brilliant idea of hosting drive-in bingo games when the restrictions allowed them to. Those games were organised in conjunction with Burn Celtic FC, just one of the many organisations that have helped in the past. The bingo has given support to many projects, including the Ballon Community and Sports Centre, the development of a new astroturf pitch and lighting in the Burn Celtic Club, a car park in Ratho, and renovations and window installations in local churches, to name a few. With restrictions continuing, the Ballon Community Bingo Committee has rethought how to present the game, and it's now moving online. We hope to create a sense of hope for other bingo halls that there are ways to adapt around these restrictions while also providing an outlet for players on a Saturday night for an hour or so, said John. The bingo will take place via Zoom at 8pm on Saturday nights. Books can be purchased on the Club Force website app. Search for Ballon Community Bingo, and books are available under the Membership option. Alternatively, the link can be found on the Ballon Community Bingo Facebook page. Books are on sale until noon on Saturday. Books will be emailed on Friday and Saturday before the bingo to give players the opportunity to print copies. Alternatively, the book can be played on a second device. Along with their books, players will also receive a Zoom link to watch the bingo. The temptation to play and have a bit of crack has been added to by the generous prize money of €3,200. Books cost €8 for a single, while a double book is €12. All support is greatly appreciated. If anyone has any inquiries, please contact John and the crew at ballancommunitybingo at gmail.com through their Facebook page or by phoning 085-133-2415 or by logging on to www.member.clubforce.com forward slash memberships. Paddle Happy Rachel aims to kayak 50 kilometres for asylum seekers. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Rachel Kenny, a second year student at DCU, has been paddling like crazy for the past two weeks. For the month of March and facing all sorts of weather conditions, she's vowed to kayak 50 kilometres to raise funds for a charity that's special to her. Rachel's the chairperson of a society in DCU called Volunteer Overseas. This led her to being involved with an Irish organisation, the Scoop Foundation, and she's now immersed herself into raising funds for two of their projects. The money she's raising will go towards Scoop educational projects for young people living in direct provision in Ireland and for refugees living in Iraq. The marathon kayaking adventure isn't Rachel's first foray into helping others, because when she was a student at Skull Konglish, Balting Glass, she went to Nairobi, Kenya on a volunteering trip. Her interest in volunteering continued when she reached college, so she became chairperson of Volunteer and subsequently hit upon the idea of raising funds for Scoop.
She's always been a keen sporting person, as, being Hugh Kenny's daughter, the Balting Glass footballer and former Wicklow trainer, it must be in her blood. Rachel discovered her love of kayaking when a back condition, idiopathic scoliosis, forced her off the GAA pitches and horse riding arenas. I had to walk away from the sport that I loved, she recalled. Four years ago I found kayaking by accident when I attended an open day at Balto Kayak Club. From that day on I was hooked. Balto Kayak Club quickly became my new sporting family. They encouraged me to progress in kayaking. This gave me back some confidence in sport and as I got stronger I enjoyed all types of water sport, including whitewater kayaking, play boating, stand-up paddle boarding, sea kayaking and more recently, racing kayaks. I have overcome many obstacles in order to participate in this sport that I love. Rachel has now decided to harness the love of kayaking into doing some good for other people, so she has embarked on this 50-kilometre trek on the River Slaney. I had planned to complete my 50-kilometre in various river runs around Leinster, but the COVID-19 travel restrictions mean that I will complete the remainder of the kilometres on the River Slaney in Baltinglass, she smiled. Many small businesses in the town and surrounding areas have supported this fundraising event through donations, including Little Feet Creche and Preschool, Furlong Transport Limited, Patterson's Butchers, Slaney Veterinary Service, Selco Hygiene Products, Parkmore Stores, Cod Mushrooms, Jones Plant Hire and Jones Power Tools. All donations would be very much appreciated. Please go to the website at the following link www.generationchange.ie forward slash campaigns forward slash Rachel Kenny. Uplifting album of original songs gives hope and connection to all. Article by Suzanne Penner. An album will be released tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, that shines a little light in the darkness. A musical testament to what ordinary people can achieve when faced with the most difficult and tragic circumstances. Shamrocks and Shenanigans is the result of a simple challenge set by The Backline, a Facebook forum where musicians and artists are encouraged to perform, share creative ideas and collaborate on projects. The album consists of 16 original Irish songs that speak of each artist's experience of the COVID-19 pandemic. The highs and lows, hopes and fears, triumphs and disasters. Collectively, they represent something greater than any one of us. Hope, says Justin Kelly, who formed the backline last year. Toing and froing between artist, producer and recording engineer, the songs have become part of all who have been involved in the process. What started out as a challenge soon became a project, but ended up being a shared journey, he adds. Recorded remotely by Dave Ayres of Studio 51, Gavin McCormick from Studio 7, Dara O'Connor of Youngblood Music and Gary and Ryan O'Neill of Carlo Recording Studios and mastered by award-winning producer Brian Scheel of Brightstar. These guys put in endless hours and went way above and beyond to ensure all the songs got recorded, said Justin. Local musician Padre Quelan was also involved in the recordings, supplying piano accompaniment on some of the tracks, while Walter and Shane Hennessy were instrumental in making sure the album got to the relevant download sites, he added. 
The songs have not only been influenced by some of the great Irish artists, but have also been influenced by the desire to create something special that unifies us as a people. That atmosphere that only we Irish can create. That spellbinding magic. That unique, innate, tribal connection we have. Our army, our clan, our Celtic blood, says Justin. The 16 artists featured on the album hail from across the country, and some even further afield. That is what Shamrocks and Shanigans is about. Making connections, supporting one another, encouraging the underdog, and creating magic, said Justin. Greg Minart of Hedgehog Productions is currently working with the backline on a documentary due to be released on the 25th of May, the anniversary of the 1798 Battle of Carlow, for which the 16 songs will provide the soundtrack. Visual artist Mary Hunt provided the artwork for the album, while the backline would also like to thank councillors Ken Murnane, Adrienne Wallace, Fintan Phelan, Andrea Dalton and Fergal Brown as well as Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor, who all supported the project, and Carlo Arts Officer Sinead Dowling, who has also been a huge support and positive force in helping us deliver the album. Shamrocks and Shenanigans will be available to download from iTunes, Spotify and all music platforms from the 17th of March, St. Patrick's Day. Anna's Easter Egg Hunt is going down a treat. Article by Michael Tracy. A novel idea by a creative Carlo resident aims to ensure there will be no hunting around to keep the children entertained this Easter. Anna Cody of Dainty Sweetheart Designs has crafted an Easter egg hunt box filled with all you need to entertain kids and a fun game for the whole family. It's absolutely everything you need. There are clues for both indoors and outdoor hunts, 10 for indoors and 10 outdoors chocolate Easter eggs and different things, arts and crafts items, and Easter decoration, said Anna. The box can also be personalised for the child or family, and the age range it's suitable for is up to seven or eight-year-olds. Anna has great memories of Easter egg hunts as a child. My brother and my birthdays always fell around Easter. Our birthdays would turn into an Easter egg hunt. When we started, You'd get an old box, put tinfoil on it and stick some decorations and hide it down a lane by some trees. In recent years, Anna has enjoyed doing Easter egg hunts with her nieces and nephews and now can carry on the tradition with her 16-month-old daughter Charlotte. I'm a big child at heart, joked Anna. Anna is originally from Kiltegan and is married to John Cody from Ballymurphy. The family live in Carlow Town. People can get the Easter egg hunt box through the Dainty Sweethearts Design Instagram page, shopinireland.ie, or on Etsy website, search for Dainty Sweetheart IE. The boxes have already proved very popular with many people getting them as gifts for nieces and nephews they are unable to see due to COVID-19. The Easter egg hunt boxes cost €40 Euro and are available for collection or delivery. One euro from each sale will go to the children's charity Bernardo's. Anna, a maths and PE teacher at St. Kevin's Secondary School in Dunlavin, set up her online crafts business last October, making beautiful, colourful little hair bows. Instagram has proved a superb storefront for her crafts. 
From a very young age, I have always been into meddling in different crafts. Love to make and do, she said. It has been an outlet to go do something creative, making little things. I can't believe the support that I have got from people all over Ireland. Talented Sorka among the winners in National Speech Writing Contest. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Sorka Rooney from St. Leo's College, Carlo, was a highly commended runner-up in the Action Talks final, a national speech writing competition run by Action Aid. From a nationwide entry of more than 170, Sorka was one of eight chosen to deliver her speech in front of a panel of expert judges. The student who hails from Stradbally County Leash focused on the pandemic and how stricken countries were treated differently according to their affluence. She particularly looked at how Italy compared with South Sudan in its infrastructure and its ability to deal with the early months of the coronavirus outbreak last year. The competition is in its seventh year and is part of Action Aid's Women's Rights Programme, funded by Irish Aid Department of Foreign Affairs. The aim of the speechwriting competition is to promote engagement and increase awareness of international aid among the Irish public. This year's competition focused on the coronavirus pandemic. The students discussed how the pandemic has affected women's rights and international development, as well as reflecting on the impact it has had on their own lives and the environment that they live in. The competition was held online this year, with more than 50 people tuning in from across the world to support the talented young people. This is the seventh year of the speechwriting competition, and in a year like no other, all finalists gave a really insightful reflection on how the pandemic has impacted them personally, while also presenting thoughtful speeches on how the pandemic is affecting the rest of the world, said Siobhan McGee, Chief Executive of Action Aid Ireland. It is fantastic that so many young people also have this global view. Congratulations to all our finalists for getting so far. They are fantastic young people, Siobhan concluded. History Lecture on the Blackstairs Mountains Article by Michael Tracy The vibrant history of the Blackstairs Mountain Range is the subject of what promises to be a lively talk hosted by the Carlow Historical and Archaeological Society. This illustrated lecture will be given by Clonny Gallman Kevin Whelan, who works for the University of Notre Dame, and it will cover prehistoric times to the present day. Taking place online at 8pm on Wednesday the 24th of March, it will focus on this lovely stretch of country running from Kildavan to Clonmullen to Kilbranish to Michel, Ballymurphy, and all the way down to St Mullins, while occasionally glancing across to the Wexford side from Bunclody to Ratnure. Kevin will explain what was distinctive about the Blackstairs region and the mountainy men and hardy women who lived there. He will discuss the distinctive settlement pattern formed by the hill farms and the crucial importance of commonage rights along the mountain slopes. The lecture will also explore the role of the Blackstairs as a refuge area, a bastion of traditional communal values rooted in the Gaelic system. Among the topics covered will be geology, natural history including wolves and starlings, the Kavnas, the 1798 rebellion, the impact of the famine and why wind farms shouldn't be allowed on the mountain. 
The lecture will use many historic maps and documents, including ones not normally referenced, to bring the history to life. It will be aimed at a broad general audience and not an academic one, so there may be a few jokes and some slaggin thrown in. The lecture will also propose a new answer to the unresolved mystery of where exactly did Richard II of England almost corner Art MacMurray Kavna after he fled Gary Hill in 1394. Kevin Whelan is a native of Johnstown, Clonegal, who grew up in the shadow of the Black Stairs in a family of 12 children. He attended Clonegal National School and FCJ Bunclody and played with Kildavan in his footballing days. He now works with the University of Notre Dame and is based at Merrion Square, Dublin. He has lectured in almost 20 countries and at the Sorbonne, Cambridge, Oxford, Torino, Berkeley, Yale and Louvain. His passions include hurling, poetry, book collecting and, rather appropriately, talking. All are welcome to join this lecture by logging on to www.carlohistorical.com. Just click on the link for the lecture.